Hello, it's Paul from Paul Goff Physio Rooms. You came to my office four weeks ago. Can I just ask, are you still suffering with back pain? Stop. Only one of two things can happen. Yes, I am. No, I'm not. Yes, I am. Can we talk about how we might be able to help you? Can we talk about how I might be able to build a trust that I obviously didn't four weeks ago? Can I talk about how I might be able to communicate with you better this time to help you see my solution differently? If it's no, I'm so happy to hear that, Mrs. Smith. In fact, I'm going to send you a voucher for free treatment at my practice that can be used any time in the next three months. And I'm actually going to give you one to give to one of your members or family or a work colleague who is suffering right now. How does that sound? This is the Paul Goff Audio Experience, business lessons for physical therapists. My name is Paul Goff, former professional soccer physical therapist turned successful business owner and best-selling author from the UK. Each week, we answer your questions and bring you an inspiring story or person from the global physical therapy community. This show is dedicated to sharing with you everything you need to know to become hugely successful in private practice. Thanks for joining me today. Now let the class begin. Hey, Paul's peeps. Welcome back to the Paul Goff Audio Experience on this marvelous Monday. It's Caitlin, your client success manager here, and I'm excited to bring you today's episode. This is the fifth and final part of a staff training session with Next Level Physio in Woodcliffe Lake, New Jersey. You will be tuning in as he wraps up the question and answer session when someone asks, how do we help patients see we are the right choice for them and their health? Then we listen in on everyone's takeaways before the session ends. If you have enjoyed this staff training session, please leave us a review and rating so we can continue creating content to help this growing community. Thank you and enjoy. Anything else you want to go through? Anything else on that board? Yeah, yeah. And you can say these are the choices. You don't want to just let them go, but at the same time, you don't want to feel like you're you're trying to desperately keep them. Out. Have you ever given them the choice in the past? Have you ever done that? Yes. The choice usually works because it stops them from thinking about a yes or no. So when you give somebody a choice of higher or lower, it makes it very easy for them to start with one or the other. So statistically, it actually increases the likelihood that they will say yes at that point anyway. Now, when a patient says or I need to think about it. I completely, completely understand that, Mrs. Smith. Do you mind me just asking? So here's permission based. Do you mind me just asking what specifically is it about what I've said that I haven't explained clearly enough? Think about it. If I need to think about something, it's because of why? I don't understand it at this point. The minute counteract that. The minute that you understand something, you do it. The minute you, if the penny drops, boom, you go do it. All of the period up until that point was you not understanding it. So I would just like to know, Mrs. Smith, is that which point 
what, what part of it is it the bit that I haven't explained clearly enough? Just so that I can be sure that I've given you the right information. Could you invite them to give you the irrational answer, the quick, like, uh, they explain, oh no, I just have to talk to my husband, or uh, I don't know about my job, or I don't know if it's too expensive. You invite them to give you the, in that situation. Now you explained it, but it's on, it's not you, it's me. You could. Because that's the first, I, like, I, we've seen that, and I'm like, no, no, I just need space. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. How much space do you need, Justin? I'm going to go home and talk to him. I'm going to go home and, and think about it. Okay. Uh, what information would you like me to give you? Write down, write, send, that will assist in you thinking about it. I mean, I, I have it. I just have to measure the finances. My dog's sick. And I don't know my job's ending. Or, you know, it's like, but those are the irrational responses that we know. We got it yesterday. So, you know, that was, and I, it, it may be a point of it's like, listen, yeah, we're here if we need us. Yeah, okay. Um, it's almost like you, you, they're under the gun at that point. Yeah, yeah, they're no. just trying to yeah, move no. themselves from the Yeah, yeah, get it, get it, no problem. Listen, I get it, I understand it. I've given you a couple of options today. A couple of people um, do like to take time to think, is it okay uh, for me to give you a call in 48 hours? In the meantime, I would just love to make sure you've got all of the information that you want. Um, do you want me to write anything down? Do you want me to specifically write any questions? You said you might want to discuss it with your wife. Is there anything specifically you might want me to write down to give you your wife? Now again, you can think, oh, well, that's bothering or pestering. But if somebody's saying to me, oh, I legit want to, want to speak to, to my wife, oh, absolutely. Is there anything I can do for you? Um, would you like me to call you back in 48 hours? And if at that point they say, oh, oh no, 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 I, you know, I, I'll, I'll call you. It sounds to me, Mr. Smith, as though I might not have done a good enough job here. And, and try and tackle it. Now, again, you're not going to go too far, and I'm not going to encourage you to do that, you know, where you, you're keeping on going. But what I would at least encourage you to do is be a little bit proactive with, is there anything that I can help you with to think on? Can I just make sure if it is price, if it is money, if it is the insurance thing, whatever, if it is those things, I've given you a very, very, very good explanation about them. And at the very least, can we call you in 48 hours to discuss? But even then, what we're getting at, and this is the real best answer, what we're getting at at that point is, if you've done your best and you've followed best protocol, with all the will in the world, not everybody will say yes. That's not possible. What we then need is the process for following up. What happens next is actually more important. So if I've said I'm stalling and I want to think about it, great. I'm not going to put you under too much pressure, but I will just make one attempt to say, cool, no problem at all. Just so I can be clear what specifically was it that, that um, you still need to speak about. Oh, it's the money. Cool, get it completely, no problem at all. Are we okay to call you back in 24, 48 hours just to see how we can move this on? And at that point, the real game begins with a uh, phone call or three, a book going through the post, a letter, an email sequence, Infusionsoft, and so on and so forth, that might, even at the end of the month, when there is seven of them who haven't converted, it's a different offer. It's, hey, uh, you know, Sally-Ann, you, you didn't come down for that extra treatment. Really sorry that we haven't been able to provide the service you want. Um, Jerry's decided to put on a health and posture class on Tuesday night uh, for our patients. We'd love to invite you down to see if you, you know, would want to take part in, in a community event 
Uh, we'll be answering questions about back pain. We'll be giving tips about healthy living. We'll be giving tips about, I've got it in here, your notes that you like lacrosse. We'll be able to talk about one or two lacrosse injuries for you. You know, maybe there's somebody else there who, who, who has it. How does that sound? Because if you didn't want this thing, you've still got a problem. Let me just see if there's another way to get you back down. And for more often than not, illogic, we are illogical. And it is whatever you think, and this is the bit that I hope you take from me. You've got, I said different, you've got no other choice but to accept this, right? And don't take that the wrong way. The only choice that you've got if you want to make progress with any patient is to accept that it's a trust thing. You've got no other choice. If it's a money thing, it's still a trust thing. If it's a time thing, it's still a trust thing. If it's a, I need to talk to my husband, it's still a trust thing. It's still a trust thing. Because somebody with trust buys things quick. With trust, makes decisions quick. With trust, moves things. Stops the hairdresser. Doesn't put the car in that week. Cancels the guy who's coming around the house with the dishwasher. We just start moving things if we believe it to be the outcome that we really, really want. We just do. Every single one of us does those things. So again, what we've got to believe is that if I'm making an illogical decision to say no, which I am, check this out. If it's true that I'm making an illogical decision to say no to you right now, which it probably is, it's also true I can make an illogical decision to say yes. And that illogical decision can often come in the form of sitting in a room with 12 other people for 90 minutes, having a coffee, cakes, discussing health, answering one or two questions, making people feel comfortable with each other, with you, with this place, with other people coming in and out. And that often is what gets people across the line. I've been here for three and a half hours. How many of you feel a bit more comfortable with me at this point? When I first walked in, who thought, what the fuck's this guy gonna do? What's he gonna say? Who's this jackass that Jerry's brought in all the way from Britain to come in and speak about us, right? You, I know what you think of me. That's, that's the guard. The same guard that your patients have. But time goes on. Time has moved this on. We have a different relationship now. You know the name of my kids, for crying out loud. You know the name of Natalie. I've told you stories. You know where I'm from. You know where I've been in the last few days. You know who I am. I'm, who, you know who I am as such. You naturally will feel a little more comfortable with me. Your illogical reason for not liking me or not, not trusting me or not being comfortable with me was nothing other than, I just don't know who this guy is. And if you do feel a bit more comfortable with me, well, the reality is you still don't know that much about me because I could have just made all those fucking stories up. Yeah? I give you preference, so. Thank you, yes. <laughs> Not a very good one, though, no. Jesus. I'll be writing that from now on. <laughs> this is what I want you to say. <laughs> but you get the point. There's no logical reason right now if you do feel more comfortable with me, there's no real logical reason because everything I've said could be lies. It's not, but it could be. So all I'm trying to do is, again, is break down the barrier of, of when a patient says no, quite rightly, Justin says it's illogical and you get all these irrational reasons. Bringing them down for something like a workshop where they're going to feel more comfortable with you and other people is also an illogical reason if they say yes. It's the same part of the brain. It's, it's highly possible that that happens. 
that I don't like the next step. I don't feel comfortable with you right now in a one-on-one -on -one situation. So right now I am giving you, that is why I give you the spooky reactions. That's why I give you the irrational reactions because I don't feel comfortable. It creates that. I'm not the best version of myself when I'm not comfortable. Yeah? Harry in the car seat, not comfortable. But he got more comfortable. He got very comfortable as time went on. So the real question is again, and it's a great one, it's not so much about you know, what magical word are you gonna say at the end. I do think we need to say at the end, just so I can be clear, what was the problem? Did I, I just wanna check and, I, and listen to what I'm doing. I'm taking ownership of this. There's a very good chance that I might have not communicated with you in the way that you want me to. For that, I just need to make sure. They might then tell you, well, you know what? I, I'm just not sure on this thing. Cool, I'll go back in. And they might also do what Justin describes, which is, no, no, no. That's when you know that there is a lack of trust and they're not comfortable if you do get the emotional reaction. Therefore, do something that is diametrically opposed. Get them more comfortable. Put on a class. Don't make it about health and don't make what well, do on the scale of, on the, on the face of it, make it about health and posture or sports injuries and recovery, whatever. But that's just your gateway for getting people here. When they're here, bring in two of your best patients. Give them a couple of free sessions. Have your best patients infiltrate the room, telling them how good you are and how wonderful you are. Have cakes and fucking coffees and just shit going on everywhere to make people feel like they're at home. Here's a copy of my book and here's some reports and there you go, tell us more about you. Oh shit, we were supposed to start this class half an hour ago, but we're all gossiping about fucking whatever's going on in the world. That's, that's how you'd get me to feel comfortable, which defies logic. Yes or no? But so did this over here. It's the same thing. You won't fight logic with logic. Have you tried? Have you ever watched two people try and have a fucking argument over logical like, just go on Twitter tonight and watch fucking PTs do it. <laughs> That's it. Two PTs go at each other. My research says this. Well, mine says this. You can't do those exercises because my research says that this. You're, oh, fuck off. You've got nothing better to do. And none of them are going to win the argument because they're both going logic. You will never, ever beat logic with logic. When you are in trouble at home, uh, this is true for me, whenever I'm in trouble at home with Natalie, if I've done something wrong, and I try to actually even explain to her why I did it with some version of logic, it makes it fucking worse, right? It ain't getting any better with a, why were you late again? Well, I was just finishing up in the office, love. It's like, well, I didn't fucking want to hear that, like whatever, right? She doesn't want to hear the actual logic aspect of it. That's not gonna get this moving forward. What she wants is the emotional answer. I was at work for you. <laughs> I'm very sorry I'm late, Natalie. I've been slaving away all day. You know that holiday that you wanted? Well, I'm very close to getting it. I might need to come in late another three nights this week, but I assure you I'm there. And at that point, all is forgiven. <laughs> she hates living with me. She hates living with me. Sometimes she wants to stab me, and she's told me many, many times. She's like, fuck, stab you. However, but I don't fight logic with logic. You can't. So you've got to, again, pay more attention to the what happens next. And again, be, I'm just trying to make you certain, as certain as I can make you, and that that's the right thing to do. That if a patient walks out of this door and didn't agree to want to go forward, that's fine. Don't make any difference. 
you will be our patient, we just haven't agreed a date and time. Because 50% will not do anything else, and we've almost just got to wait for the frustration to reach boiling point, where actually we then become a better, a better proposition. But like all of this, right, if you just watch 10 minutes of this segments today, there'll be none of it which will change your life if you just watch the 10 minutes. And if you just think it's about the choice and you just think it's about the specialization and you just think it's about understanding the first phone call or the marketing message, you might get a bump. But what we're trying to talk about here is what's the best way to make a long-term bigger impact. That all of these things plugged in together, including your confidence and your understanding of what we're trying to do, all of those things plugged in together will give a bump, a big, big bump that'll last. You will still get patients walking out the door, but you will get more patients staying in the doors. And that's all we're trying to do. We can't win them all, but we'll have a process for the people who say no. We're not badgering them, we're not pestering them. We are ethically and confidently picking up the phone and saying, hey, you came in this building four weeks ago with back pain. Can I just ask, have you yet found a solution? If the answer is yes, great, I'm so happy for you. If you've ever got any problems in the future, call us back. If the answer is no, okay, are we okay to discuss about how we might else be able to help you? Have you still got back pain? It's been six weeks. Yes, I have, great. Can we talk about it? No, I haven't, great, well done. Whatever you've done, you've obviously fixed it for yourself. Well done. I'm not bothered. Either way, I'm gonna congratulate you. Congratulations for answering the phone. I'd love to still be able to help you. Is there any chance that you could come back down? We'll give you another discovery visit and we'll talk about whatever it was that we obviously didn't resolve the first time you were in. How can anybody push back at that? How? When the intent is pure. The intent is 100%. Listen to my first questions. They're, they're genius. Hello, it's Paul from Paul Goff Physio Rooms. You came to my office four weeks ago. Can I just ask? Are you still suffering with back pain? Stop. Only one of two things can happen. Yes, I am. No, I'm not. Yes, I am. Can we talk about how we might be able to help you? Can we talk about how I might be able to build a trust that I obviously didn't four weeks ago? Can I talk about how I might be able to communicate with you better this time to help you see my solution differently? If it's no, I'm so happy to hear that, Mrs. Smith. In fact, I'm gonna send you a voucher for free treatment at my practice that can be used any time in the next three months. And I'm actually gonna give you one to give to one of your members or family or a work colleague who is suffering right now. How does that sound? It sounds wonderful. Expect it in the post in the next 48 hours. Who loses there? Anyone? But it's that level of determination, tenacity, give a fuck, which it is. And not sitting there going, oh, I'm not picking up the phone in case she thinks I'm bothering her. Let her think that, it's not your problem. But they don't, and they won't, if the intent is pure. If the intent is pure to help somebody, and you ask questions like that, you will very, very quickly get to the root of who wants to be helped and who doesn't. If they say, look, I've still got back pain, but I'm just not ready to come in. No problem at all. Absolutely no problem at all. Thank you for being so honest with me and telling me. 
Here's what I'm going to do, Mr. Smith. I'm going to send you some stuff through the post. You said it was back pain. I'm going to go out of my way right now to find you some information to help yourself help your back pain. How does that sound? Different. All right. Expect a package from me in the next couple of days. At which point, you're on Amazon buying a fucking book for $7.99 about back pain tips and advice to do in the home. It arrives in your office. You put a fucking free discovery card in it with a voucher to give to friends, a handwritten thank you card that says, very sorry, at this point, we haven't been able to help you in person. Please accept this on our behalf. We sincerely hope that your back pain eases as fast as possible. Best wishes, Jerry and team. P.S. If you do ever need us, you do ever change your mind, here's the direct dial. How would you lose? How would your business not grow? Which is the answer to your, that's the answer to your question. That's the real thing. What do we do if they say no? We will have one go. And just to be sure that this isn't a me thing, I haven't screwed this up. If you are going to be irrational, cool. I have a process for that as well. And the process is no fail. You're either happy and you're all right, in which case we'll try and get referrals, or you're not and we'll do whatever it takes to hang in. Even if it's as simple as a second-hand book on Amazon with a box of fucking chocolates signed by somebody at the front desk. At least if you're going to have back pain, you might as well have some chocolates <laughs> while you've fucking got it. Everything's better. Everything's better. Even back pain is better with chocolates. These are for you, Mrs. Smith, and a self-help book. And whenever you're ready, we're ready for you. You cannot fail. Cannot fail if you have that attitude. You can fail if you have the attitude of, oh, but what if they think we're pestering them? I'd love you. Here's, here's what I'll turn around. I'd fucking love you to pester me like that. Send me chocolates every fucking week. <laughs> I'll move to New Jersey if that's your version of pestering. Even if it's people with right. whatever you've got. <laughs> Does that help? Anything else? Happy? Everybody good? Enjoyed it? Good. Can I get your takeaways? Can I get your big, whatever your big takeaway was from everybody? It's my takeaway out of this room. Do you want to start? Biggest thing, I just would love to know what was the thing that you've got, what, what made this worthwhile? We've just spent four hours together, what was the thing that, if you're gonna do one thing tomorrow, what was my four hours here with you today, how did we make it worthwhile? Lauren? I think for me it was uh, helping them to be more, having our patients and potential patients be more uh, certain about what they're gonna need to, and then being able to on our end communicate that we are really there to serve them and help them with whatever they can. Correct. The psychology of making them feel comfortable yeah. and gaining the trust. Not really taking things personal if they say no. There you go. Yeah. And then kind of uh, rephrasing things to help educate them more on the importance of. I definitely see it, right? I know kind of what the tools are to help you get better, but kind of rephrasing it to kind of show them. Good. Like the psychology of everything, to be honest. Like, right from the very beginning, people next time to John, I was falling asleep before he got here, and then I woke up when he started talking because I was very interested and I was very engaged. And um, I feel like I get, I, I have 
Falling asleep at work? I hope you're not paying him for that hour. <laughs> now you don't like me. <laughs> um, I feel like I just like uh, a lot of the psychology aspect of people and everything like you were talking about. Uh, I feel like a lot of that I have seen it and have thought of it and just never really put in perspective. Because Courage to put it in. Not too many people talk like that. So to me it was like you kind of like fill a lot of holes and what I had in my head, I Pretty much what I've become, I've become a permission slip for anybody that interacts with me, anybody that works with me, hires me, lives with me, works with me. I've pretty much become a permission slip, right? And what that means is I knew I needed to do that. I just needed somebody to tell me that it was all right. And I've pretty much realized that that's becoming my role in life, just to sit there and go, what are you going to do? And they're like, well, I was going to do this. I'm like, good for you. Go do it. That's all right. And they go, what? That's all right. Like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Just go do it. Are you sure? Yeah, you're fine. Nothing's going to happen. You're good. Crack on. Every time I do these talks, pretty much that's what happens. I knew what you were saying. I knew everything that you've been saying all along. I've had a sneaky suspicion that it was okay to speak like that. I just didn't dare. Just in case. That's all I've ever become now. Or, or really am becoming. Permission slip, permission to do it. Granted, crack on. For me it was a mind shift and dealing with no's and just work a lot on my communication. And whatever examples you gave, I think I can relate so much with me personally, how I deal with things and even with patients. So like, just for example, the high-low things that you said for yes and no. Yeah. I had a patient say no, and I think that disturbed me, and I went, what the excellent. Good, oh well, good. Get some more people <laughs> saying no. Work, I started working mm -hmm. with Christine. Good. So I think I can, now I, I think it, you, I understand the impact. You've got to approach a yes and a no the same. Highs and lows are all the same. Just nothing good. Not, it, it almost becomes a boring way of living, but it's beautiful. Nothing good, nothing bad. Just, it just is. It's just great. Whatever, You're, and you heard my, my thing. If you like this talk today, great for you. I promise you, the beer will taste just as nice wherever we are going tonight, whether you wanted to give me a one-star review or a five-star review. I will ring three beautiful kids and a gorgeous lady tonight, and a mother and a brother and a sister and all of the good shit that's in my life. That's what's important to you, and that's the bit that I think you often forget that you believe that your whole self-worth is tied to some random woman with back pain saying fucking yes to you. How bad's it got when that's the situation that a lot of us find ourselves in? Some random person that we don't know from Adam is affecting you that much, that's the problem. And all the good that you must have in your life, I don't know you well enough yet, but you must have so many people, so much good that you're forgetting that. The minute that you let somebody take that away from you, it's the biggest fucking sin on earth for that to happen. That's where it's lonely, it's frustrating, it's frightening. It's scary as shit when you start thinking like that. You've just got to remind yourself to go back to it all the time. And patients will start to feel it because that's what they want. They want that. I want to feel this certain in my life. Every one of you has people that you follow, you like. There's something about them 
that you want and you think that by following them, buying their clothes, doing the things that they do, that you're going to get it as a result of being closer to them. That's how all this fucking world's been built. Like, that's it. We all gravitate to people who, who have things that we perceive we have a lack of. And we're constantly chasing it. We're trying to get closer to them. That's what your patience will buy if you choose to step up. Yeah, yeah. Been a good thing that you've kind of been promoting. Good. What you got? For me, it was really how you said, like, don't worry about what they're going to think about you. And we all do it, but we're all worried about our ego getting bruised. So really just really focus on them rather than what they're going to think of you. So that's what I really good. enjoy about Take that with you in your life. Yeah. Not just in here. Mm -hmm. Not just in here. Don't st it starts out there. You bring it in here. You can't start it in here. You get killed out there. Start out there and you'll bring it in here. Um, I think it was what to do if a prospective you know, patient does decline. Um, I think one of the biggest things is you know, being afraid of rejection. You know, do you fall back or do you like, push on but you don't want to feel pushy? So I feel like that's one of the things that you know, I'm afraid of, but now knowing what to do, you know, without being too assertive. Yes. Good. I think my biggest takeaway was that um, there's always an answer or, or the confidence that comes with that there's multiple routes um, and that there's always an answer, whether it is that yes or no, and you know, you will be able to help regardless. Sending them a book bought from Amazon for $3.99 is helping them. And it'll probably be the best, most... So I, I wrote a book, another one, The Healthy Habit, and it's the one I use for my clinic. The number of times that book will make me a millionaire, it'll make me a million dollars over my life without selling any copies. The number of times my staff have gone, Paul, can you sign this book at page 52 where the back pain stuff starts? Fold it over the, the, the thing. This is how specific we get. We fold it over page 52 where the back pain stuff starts, right? And I'll go, oh, dear Sally Ann, sorry I didn't get a chance to help you in person. Please have this book with my compliments. You know, crack on, basically. 24 hours later, Sally Ann rings up and books an appointment after the fucking book landed on it. Like, it's ridiculous how many times, that's in the tens of thousands of dollars equivalent that I've made with that one thing happening. Because it was never about the money. It was the give a shit test, the trust test. I said no. Most businesses piss off. You said no, I showed back up. That in and of itself gets me one or two over the line just because I went back. No problem. I still want to help you. I can help you with a free 99 book off Amazon that's from 1982, self-help tips on back pain. She doesn't give a shit about the book. She gives a shit about the fact that I went out of my way to give her a book and I hand written inside of it and I even went to the point of folding over the page where her problem is so she didn't have to read the first 51 pages of shit that I written. <laughs> I'm a realist. 
complete realist. There's no bullshit, no fluff, nothing. In fact, if a patient says to me that they've read my book, I'd be like, is there something wrong with you? <laughs> there is definitely something wrong with you if you've sat through that book for 200 pages of that healthy habit. But these are the little gestures, these are the irrationalities that win over. You're being tested at every point you have a choice, relent or go back. But we don't have to chase, we don't have to pester, we just have to think. Think, what gets you over the line? What makes a difference for you? It's always the soft little touches, the little things that, oh, didn't see coming. Thank you very much. Two days ago you had no money, I sent you a book where three dollars and you've just dropped three grand. That happens. And you'll laugh when it does. At first you'll be like, oh, and then you'll be like, oh, it's happened again. Oh, who knew it's happened again? What you got? Um, how we can sell our value yeah. to potential patients, and a lot of times it's just listening to what they have to say, and sometimes like, what they want is, they'll tell you what they want. You just have to recognize that. That's what you can provide for them. Good. Just then? Um, I think a lot of times, going back to the empathy conversation, um, you know, a lot of times people don't show up for an appointment, or they give us pushback, or they don't want to pay, or they have an irrational behavior. I think a lot of times, going back in our own life, when we've done the same thing, like we've all acted in that way where we didn't want to pay, or yeah. we thought it was too expensive, and I think that gives you the empathy to realize, well, like, you know, they're not any different than me, and maybe I just didn't show them the value, or there's something else going on here, rather than they're cheap, or they're an asshole, or whatever. I mean, the conversations that we try to have in the office to make us understand that where this person's coming from. And it's not crazy if maybe they don't want to see the other person or they don't trust that yeah. person or whatever because we've all been there. So. I guess for me um, that it's okay to find that personal touch but always make sure that you bring it back to like but okay, about here's this. what you need to know. Yeah. Here's why. I'm listening to what you're saying. Here's why you called and just, you know, you can have the 25 minutes about you know, something that happened in your life and we've connected, but to just make sure you anchor it with that, yep. okay, now here's what you need to know and here's what's going to happen next and here's how we can help you yep. kind of thing. And that also it's okay if someone does say no, that you that you take ownership of, well, clearly I didn't explain what was going to happen here today. You know, can I help you explain it yeah. again? Uh, can I explain it to you any better? What can I do? And it's okay to... To own that. It's the best way. Yeah. It's the only way you're going to grow. And that's what I, when I said it, you've got no other choice. Because the only, the only other choice is now currently what you're getting, which is misery. Like the only other choice is, is to accept it. And if you accept it, you're currently getting what you're getting, which is the frustration and the, the like constant, like, why don't they just want to pay? So therefore, and that's what I mean by it, you have no choice but to believe that it's something that's in your control. And when you start to live like that, it's liberating. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say you're going to win every one of them. But what I'm saying is that attitude alone brings two or three back in. But most importantly, that, that attitude it helps you feel a bit more in control rather than passively at the mercy of all this shit getting whacked at you all the time. Because you, you're feeling it's doubt. It, that's, listen to it. Oh, it's time. Oh, it's the government. Oh, it was money. Oh, it was this. Oh, it was because of... You're out of control with all of these things. That's where people feel vulnerable and scared and frightened and all of these things that people really want in their life is actually completely in their control if they choose to take it. Doesn't mean you're gonna make a lot of money, 
Doesn't mean you're gonna load a pitch through the door, but it means you're gonna feel a hell of a lot better. And from that, then things start to come. Tom. There's a guy, there's a guy, so I'm thinking about bringing in for this business, um, he teaches, he's from, did a lot of work with Disney, and he teaches like Disney's custom service and all this type of stuff, so I'd sort of gone on his website, filled out a few forms and tentatively spoke to them, and the, the relationship never moved on, but Mike, where is he good? Within a week I got Mickey Mouse sent through the post, two weeks later I got Minnie Mouse, then it was Donald Duck, and then I got all these books, I'm going like, who the fuck is it? Like, I like the, whoever this guy is. I really like. He's really got me over. Like, uh, 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 what? Remember in our office, uh, we were like, who the fuck sending us all this stuff? The random, and he doesn't because he wasn't putting his name on it or anything. Right at first, it was just like so genius, just genius. It just like, I was going around the office going, Caitlin, what have you been buying? I was blaming Caitlin for buying shit off Disney, and now we're getting stuff like coming into the office, and then I was like. The second one come through and then I started getting these books and I'm like, I came in the other day, I hadn't been in for four weeks. I've been back in Britain. There was two more Disney things on my thing and I, it was the first thing I went for. Like, where, where is it? What's he sent me this time? And he's just made a dent in, in my world. I haven't bought from him, but he's made a dent in my world. I, I want it, part of me wants to wait and see what he sends me. I might get an annual pack, <laughs> you know? Might get a fucking, you know, free ticket to, to whatever. But um, you get the point, he's got me. He's getting my business. He's getting my business. It's just a matter of time. And it'll just be when it suits. Wearing you down. <laughs> We're trying to. Well, you could look at it that way. Oh, he's lifting me up. He's enlightening me. He's making me feel good. He's making me feel good about wanting to do business with him. I can't help but wanting to do business with somebody who wants to send me fucking Mickey Mouse and whatever else, right? It's, <laughs> I live in Orlando and I've got three kids, for crying out loud. It's like, <laughs> he's possibly gone on Facebook and spotted the fact that I'm always at Disney and whatever. Maybe he has. But he's playing right up my street right now. But that street is the same back pain street with the back pain book and the back pain exercises because that's, that's the equivalent at that time, if you get me. There you go. Um, I think a couple of things stand out, but I really like the choice aspect yeah. um, and the framework of just the end cell almost. I used to babysit all the time and I always kind of did this on my own without realizing it and then you just learn the same thing as it was effective. But like even eating a snack, like, okay, do you want to eat an orange or an apple? Yep. Do you want to eat a snack? Correct. I say no. Do you want to do your homework now or after? We God, do you're so right. And then, all right, we'll do, all right, we'll do it after. You're so right. It's like my kids, I can hear it already. Harry, Harry, do you want to put your coat on? Nope. <laughs> Harry, do you want to put your coat on now or in five minutes? Yep. I'll put it on in five minutes. Okay, Dad, like, we're in. They just need to feel like they're in control. What are they doing when they wrestle back? Harry, it's time for bed. Why? Like they're wrestling for some input in this thing to feel empowered. It's brilliant. That's an absolute fabulous analogy for it. I'm going to use that one in the future. It's true. Think about it. 
the best way to get kids to do stuff, give them a choice. Do you want to put the white shirt on or this white shirt? Which one do you want? <laughs> <laughs> the white shirt or the lighter white shirt, Harry? Which one? <laughs> what you got? So I think everything from start to finish was very effective. Um, I was going to go with what Pam said about the choices. Uh, you don't want to be told what to do, so they like options. Yeah. But other than that, besides that, I think if you take out the physical therapy aspect of the whole uh, um, presentation and stuff, you could really apply this to real life. And really, it can be really effective. And yeah. You learn a lot from it. Yep, so yep. it's not only like you learned in what to do in physical therapy aspect, you can take it to that's, that's what my aim was. That's music to my ears. That I'm not in here to try and do anything other than share with you some stuff that's worked for me, stuff that I've studied has helped me and it's helped a few people that I've, I've taught to take it or leave it. But the goal was, if there was one, it was that you develop as people, remember, for us to get good businesses. So Jerry's obviously brought me in from a business point of view, but I come in from a people point of view. I don't come in here and, and have you noticed, I've never spoke about money, I've never spoke about anything to do with like, you must do this or you must do the other. We're trying to help you get more confident in your life. And I think to get more confident in your life requires you to understand what actually is happening. And, and all of the frustration and all of the doubt goes away when you realize what people are actually doing, what they're thinking, what they're saying. And you get some level of confidence from that knowing full well what people are thinking, that when I first walk in here, that you all, I, I come under no pretense, whether I stand on stage in front of 400 people, that the majority of the room think I'm a complete jackass. And so you should. At that point, I have a game to play. I have a game to win. I have some trust to earn. I have a, I'm, I'm on my, on my, you know, on my um, podium and I'm ready to be knocked off. You can knock me off it. But I get that. I'm not coming here going, oh, I've been brought in here, you should all listen to me, and I've bought, wrote these books and all this shit. Far from it. It's like, I've got a lot to do here. A lot to do. But I'm confident in doing it because I understand that that's what you're thinking. It doesn't go away, but it makes me feel more confident because I understand it, and that's the way that it should be. And that's the growth that you're looking for as people. If you get that, you'll get a better team, you'll get better culture. And from that, you get better businesses. All leverage in business comes from people, comes from team, not marketing, not new patients, not systems, and not all of these things that business owners are obsessed with. The thing that you should obsess over is the people. You get five, 10, 15% improvement in every single person in this room, in their confidence, their understanding of the people that they're speaking to, this business will go off like a rocket. It'll go off to another stratosphere altogether because all of your leverage is in people who are the staff, who build the team, that ultimately builds the business. You've got to start from all of this stuff. I was basically going to say, like what you guys just said about um, confidence in yourself, whether you're pushing your conversation further with a client um, and not really caring what they might think about you, which also can relate to Yeah. This is the line. Don't forget this. Don't sit here and think I'm, I'm completely like a complete bastard when I say I don't care. I, you must understand this bit. I don't care as to how it, for me. I care for you. Are you following? I care for you because you stand to benefit. But I don't care in such a way that it's gonna, or I'm gonna strip me apart tonight if one of you said something bad. I care 
for you. I want you to like it for your sake. I want you to buy it for your sake. I want you to take part in physical therapy for your sake, not mine. I don't need you to say yes for me to feel good. I'm gonna feel good anyway. That's the difference. So we care, we care for them, but not for us. That's the difference, you're fine. You're breathing right now, you're alive. Life is fine. Theirs will be enhanced if they buy it. And for that reason, we care about that, but not the emotional crap that we live with when somebody says no to us. That's the bit that there's an end of. Does that make sense? Well, I think you said that without your lips moving there. So. <laughs> she, is, she started to speak, it was great. <laughs> I couldn't see you and I could just see her. I was thinking, huh? Who's? But yeah, I think understanding and identifying the difference between being white and being respected. And also, on the same token, having enough respect for the patients to tell them the truth, not something that they want to do. Yeah. Good. We got um, I would say the best thing I got of this is a lot of these things I have to say we do, which is probably part of it, and we reinforce and the reinforcement tonight was really good. Good. So even though you have you, you get it, you know it, you do it, you believe it, you love it, and just hearing be, having you here in person and just reinforcing it, reigniting it is, yeah. is really good, really important for me. And then because then you get into go back to work and yeah, the stress phones and stuff ringing and yeah, yeah. and there's a lot of stuff that happens. So the reinforcement is real important that you just you carry through. Yep. You don't forget the, all the tools that you gave us. That's why you should all commit to this regularly. Regularly commit to this and be open. If Jerry wants to get you in a room together and he wants to talk about things that might not have happened, discovery visits that haven't worked or phone calls that haven't gone your right way, patients have dropped off. You've, if you f who feels good right now? Because you've learned, because you've grown. Why would you not want to do this every week? That's my point. If all of your leverage is in team, teams grow when you sit down every week and you start to go, let's talk about these three patients that dropped off. Let's talk about these six that didn't go ahead. Let's talk about them four phone calls. Even better, let's talk about the five that did go ahead. What did we do really, really well? What can we all learn from this? You've got to do it every week for this to happen. You can't just have a little dose of inspiration from me. I mean, it's all recorded for you and, and what have you, but nothing will beat you all doing it together and growing together. That's where you'll get this. That's where the culture and the standards come in. When you get a team of people who want to grow, who want to hold themselves accountable, are prepared to face up to a few things they might not have said. Unbelievable. Why would you not want to feel this good every week? Uh, two things. Number one, bunions matter. That's definitely Yeah, new marketing um, message. Yeah. Um, but two, you know, just the um, appreciation or understanding of time and how it doesn't have to be like, um, great, you know, come on down, we got you, got you on the phone right now, we're filling up the schedule, and that's that's important, you have to run a business that way, but uh, as far as you know, having a full schedule, but just the fact that you can understand that time is, is of your benefit if you allow it, it and you can manipulate it in a yeah. way that you'll be able to get back to that person, setting the expectation of time that I'll, I'll bring you up in a couple of days, um, and realizing that everybody's on a different time yeah. sequence, yeah. and and not in, not only just with when they, you know, to get them to come in for the first time, but explaining it. I mean, some of the ways that you're 
talking in here and sort of how you would go through it at the eval, just the slowing the cadence down of how you're talking to people, letting them absorb mm -hmm. it. And uh, so, so many times, you know, we want to give them as much information as possible. Just bring it down and, and give them the time to absorb all that is, is just so important. And, you know, I, it's hard to, it's hard to rein back, but um, I think it's something that, you know, I have to work on for sure. We're all a work in progress. Somebody asked me that yesterday and that's where I'll finish. They said, oh, how did, how did you get to, you know, how did you get that? And I said, well, I haven't really got it yet. I'm a work in progress. I'm constantly evolving. I'm constantly learning, constantly growing, constantly open to sit here and, and, and fuck this up and screw it. And much of my thing this week was I, I wanted to go into different cities, different towns, hit me with different questions. Like, this is part of my development. Like, I'm as much here for myself as anything else. This excites the shit out of me doing this. It's the biggest privilege I've ever got to sit here in front of people. And at the same time, I get to learn, I get to grow, I get to reflect. Did I, I'd sit with him in the morning. Did I answer that right? How did that feel? How did it go? We're constantly, I'm just here practicing what I'm preaching. I could be in a nice fucking office, boiling hot in Orlando, sitting in a pool now after work. <laughs> but I'm not, I'm in New Jersey with you guys, which is great. <laughs> I'm going for Korean barbecue tonight, hopefully, I think. Yeah, there we go. Um, but we're all learning, we're all growing, and we're all putting ourselves in situations, and that's, I think, what we're here for. And that's why I'll wrap it up. You're, you're here for, for learning, for growing. The minute you stop growing, the minute you stop learning, you'll be bored. Life's over. Life's over for most people when they leave school because they're bored as shit. Bored as, they're not unhappy, they're bored. Watch it, open your eyes to it. They're blaming everybody, looking for something. When was the last time you picked up a book? When was the last time you were in a situation where you had to learn, where you had to grow, you felt uncomfortable? You, they won't give you one. And the same person will change jobs, change careers, change husbands, wives, partners, towns, locations. They'll keep doing it. And all they are is bored. Don't get bored. You're in control of that. Learn, grow, get together. Fabulous guy as a business owner. Grow as people. Build this business. Have a lot of fun doing it. You'll love it. So thanks for having us. Appreciate you. Thank you for listening to Paul's audio experience. If you're brand new to Paul's world, head on over to paulsmarketingbook.com where you can get started with his number one best-selling marketing book for physical therapy. Or if you've been listening to the show for a while, you like what you hear and you think that you could benefit from this type of help to accelerate the growth and profitability of your practice, reach out to Paul's team at paul at paulgoff.com and tell us exactly what you're looking for. And by the way, if you know someone who would benefit from today's show, please share it with them. And if you've got any questions that you want answered, tweet Paul at the Paul Goff using the hashtag AskPG. You can also find all of these details 